Hello, you splendid animals. I'm Lisa Lancer Rose. And this is This Animal Life. Anna's away this week, but I have with me the owner and trainer of Squall the Genius Dog. Bobby Curveal. Bobby and I happened to record this interview the same day the Genius Dog Challenge published its findings. Let's jump right in. There Got we it. go. Okay, so you were telling me where else? Back in January, he was recorded in USA Today. It was one of the pictures that was in the um, Daily, the UK Daily Mail, the one where he's chasing his ball. Yes, that I love a, that picture. Was on USA Today, and he was on uh, Good Morning America. <laughs> I remember this that. picture was anyway. Um, today was the final write-up on the um, the Genius Dog Challenge, and then the follow-up on the memory part of it, which is really the important part: is whether or not they remembered the toys. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about doing this interview about having you on this podcast since <laughs> this podcast was conceived. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that we decided to do it today and it's today amazing. was the day, it is such a serendipitous event. I mean, you were in The Guardian, you were in Metro, NBC News, uh, The Week in NPR. the UK, and NPR. NPR. Bunch of people wrote me this morning. First thing I woke up, you were on NPR. I go, really? <laughs> oh, um, I was trying to remember when we met. I think it was 2019, was it? Probably right before this all started. Yes, it was. Uh, and before the pandemic started, it was yeah. a stunt dog ring trial. Right. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, it was before I actually, because he um, got in the study the end of 2019. Okay. I guess uh, I didn't know that. Probably um, I'm thinking November or December. Because we when... met, you were the judge at a stunt dog ring trial mm -hmm. and Mick and I entered and we became friends because I'm a stunt dog judge too. Right. And we started talking about all that. You came to our trial, at least one of our trials. Right. And then uh, when lockdown happened, I got this wild idea to have a, a daily tricks class for free. And we did that. You guys were my most faithful students, which I kept telling my husband, I'm like, I think this woman knows more than I do about dog training. She's stalking, <laughs> she's stalking me. me. <laughs> but she's in the class every time. It was at least like six weeks or so that you and I talked dogs every day on yep. that and that zoom class we did we did a trick we did box yep. uh, the box game every day for a while and you were always working with squall but squall's not your only dog no i have a papillon arden oh. is my papillon and she was my real trick dog but um she doesn't have a uh, word learning like he does isn't that and, interesting and i had no idea until i met some of the other uh word learner people that have mm -hmm. they, the one lady said that she had a word learner dog and then she knew when she got her new dog this is a couple dogs later that she had another word learner dog because you actually know you, they're that different from regular dogs it's not it, people don't understand it's something that they're born with it's like a yes. talent they have I knew it but I never recognized it as being anything other than oh my gosh he's so smart you know, I didn't realize what his talent was until well, it's tested. It was tested, you know. How did you end up with Squall? If you're... Um, well, he's related to my other Border Collie. I had a Border Collie, um, ZZ. I don't know if I, you probably never met her. She was mm -hmm. a really good tricks dog, obedience dog, agility dog. And so when I was looking for another dog, she was always so healthy. So I went back to her line. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very, very good friend of mine lives in Illinois and she breeds the border collie. So okay. I got him and he's my first boy. And, and how old is he now? Oh, he's five and a half. Oh, oh gosh. He's older than I thought. Mm -hmm. So you got him as a puppy. From I got him as a puppy and we started playing the same games 
that we played with Zizi when she was a puppy. And we would, I always told my husband, he couldn't throw anything for her unless it was on the bed because then when she jumped up, she wouldn't land on a hard floor. So he would throw the toy for her. And then what my older one would do is she'd take the toy out in the living room and then come running back in the bedroom like, oh, oh, what do you want to do? And he'd go, where's your toy? And then she'd go find it and bring it back in. Like big surprise, it's in the living room, right? Okay, well, so right he, away you you started. right away from the start he won he had two toys he wanted you to tell him which toy oh it wasn't good enough to just get a toy it had to be either ball or slimy it had to be one of those two toys so the distinction so, was dictated by squall right away he knew that that had that had a name and you need to give it give me the name and i'll get it but if you don't give me the name how do i know what you want he wanted that's to know how which it all started toy. As yeah. I knew he hit, I knew he was different. And then when I started teaching tricks, deciding between three objects was nothing to him. Absolutely mm -hmm. nothing. He picked that up right away. Well, what happened is it started to be fun. You know, it started to be, ooh, ooh, can we buy a toy and then we'll name it something. And we'd name it something and he'd play with it. And so it was started, fun for you. Yeah, we see. started putting it on the internet. I'd buy stuff. I'd take a picture on Facebook. I'd say, what do you think we should call this? And people would write in names and I'd decide. And if you look back on my Facebook page, every single toy, I would make him hold in his mouth, put on his nose and balance. And then it was his. Oh, he, that, I love that trick. I just I told was, you that the other day. I absolutely, it's, it's so cute because he's so good at his, it. But that's the way he The learns. balance the toy on his nose and catch yeah. it. Yeah, he's and that's the, the way he learns what it is. He's um, the researchers in Hungary call him a tactile learner in that he needs <laughs> like to have child. it in his mouth. You know what I mean? He can't just see it. He has to pick it up. And the one genius dog, you notice where he picked it up the wrong one? Yes. And then, yeah, so that's how he learns. And I he noticed he was... You would tell him, go, go find it. And he, it takes him a second. I had a border collie like that too, who would when I gave her a command and I did a similar thing to my first border collie, she was probably a similar, maybe a similar dog. It was, um, I, it would be about go to a room, go get a toy. And I was always compounding the com command. It would be go get this toy in this room. Yeah. You know, um, or go get this toy in this room, in this object. And I would send her, but she would, I, I saw Squall doing the same thing. He, he stops and he wants to make sure he's hearing you right. Right. And you, you well, repeat it and he starts to go. And then he's like, what? Say it one more time. <laughs> he gets so excited when you yeah. send them. He gets so excited. He can't stand himself. And then he, he, he would, he sniffs them and he mouths them. And but he, he almost yeah. always, I, I think I only saw him in those videos. I think he makes one mistake. Out yeah, of he's, his life. accuracy rate is enormous. Yes. When, what happened is they had a Facebook thing out on dogs that knew like 30 or more toys. So at the oh. point, at, at December of, of 2019, he knew about 23 toys. So okay. I, I wrote to the girl and I said, my dog knows 23 toys. So they Zoomed, like we're Zooming now. Mm -hmm. They Zoomed in and they watched him get his toys. And they're like, well, yeah, we could use him in the study. So then we started and he would work four toys for an hour wow i would sit in my office we'd send him in the other room she'd say put this toy here 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 he'd run out grab it come back i'd put it back and we'd change positions and on and on, you could tell they were you know writing all this down as a part of the study whether or not so they wow. knew it was a chance do you know what i mean yes okay so that toys was for this an is hour. all prep before and he, was, like when you go to genius dog challenge and you see oh this was how in they january. set up this is yeah. way before any yeah of this that. is january of 2020 because when you first told me about it and i think you mentioned it i know you mentioned it when we were meeting every day during the lockdown yeah and beyond you would tell me what had gone on and yeah, i was um, so exciting i was i was excited that he was of in the course study you were yes and then, and then when I found out what the challenge was, I mean, they sent us a box from Hungary of six toys. Okay. And we opened them up and I had a week to teach all six. And I could teach them however I wanted, but I had to teach six in a week. And some of them, they weren't even pronounced in English. 
I mean, <laughs> they give me this name and I go, really? I noticed in some of the videos that she tells you the way it goes in the video is she has two of you on screen at once. Right. And she tells each of you to tell your, to command your dog, to go look for a certain item that she has yeah. predetermined. And she, they probably told you which ones to lay out before this video starts. Right. We had a picture and yeah, we knew which ones, but, but sometimes you have different words for them. Can you imagine there were six dogs and we're, we're talking about dogs that know 50 to hundred toys each. Oh my gosh. That so is not clear. Imagine trying to figure out six toys that these dogs don't have and names they don't have because a lot of the wow. names, they sound alike. For instance, right. I had, I had a toy that I, well, I wanted to call stick. It was a brown stick. Mm -hmm. But when I asked him for it, he brought me steak, which he has, a, you know, one of those plastic ribeyes. Well, so I couldn't call it stick. So I called it Miss Twiggy. And I, six months later, it came out and I told him, I said, get stick. And he looked at me like, what? Oh, no. And I go, I go I'm pointing right at it. Get stick. And he looks, huh? And I went and looked in my book. You know, I have a book. Uh -huh. And I went, oh, Miss Twiggy. He grabbed it and handed it to me. There is an article in AKC that I came across as I was researching for today. I, by the way, I have the longest show notes of all for this episode. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, but it's um, by Mary Robbins. It's called How Much Language Do Dogs Really Understand? And it talks about exactly that. And it's more directed toward dog owners, this art, because it's AKC, right. yeah. than some of the other things that are scientific studies and they're really talking about um, what is genius, what is talent, and how do you how do you identify it in different species? But this says exactly what you're talking about, that dogs are not quite as tuned in to phonemes as they don't call. I don't think they use that word in, right. in the article, but you know, they're not, if you say sit or sid, I think is the example, we can hear the difference, but the dog doesn't. Right. They have, well, I think when he hears a name, he somehow has in his mind what he's looking for. Oh, I don't know how he does it. I, and they don't know. The interesting thing is that the um, Department of Ethology, which is who is doing, was doing this study or is working on it. Yes. The reason they're studying domestic dogs. Did you read that? that oh, I did. Tell me. It's because they live within the family where apes, rats, all those, you know, other research animals live in, you know, crates and cages. They don't relate like... So that's they how they think that dogs and children, yes, they can learn social learning how, yeah, to help kids learn within the, uh, the family unit and the family yeah. dynamic. So they wanted you to, uh, from what I understood, they wanted you to just do whatever it was. You just well, play with the dog and use the name. Yeah. It's something that people don't understand because you read the comments. What they don't understand is this is not dog training. Yes, I, I can train a dog. I'm sorry, but I could almost train a dog to do anything. Give me a clicker and some, you know, are I you that they it. say we had one dog trainer of all the dogs they tested, they came up with six. Do you know how many they tested? Um, yeah, they had uh, over 20 border collies alone in there. Yes, who didn't make their, the cut. Yeah. And they didn't, the, none of them had the talent it's it's that they were looking not for. training it's a talent because yes. I, i'm at 88 toys now i don't have time to teach 88 toys if i had to teach it you know what i mean yeah so it, he just absorbs them it's like so, give me more one thing I, I did i noticed that they said that of all of the six owners in the study one of them was a dog trainer and i wondered if that was you i think that's me <laughs> and then, although one of the other dogs is an agility dog Okay. Um, the one from Hungary. Max is an agility dog. And um, the, uh, the other thing that I noticed is that uh, none of the dogs in the videos are getting treats for this. Um, you know, Whiskey. Um, whiskey gets Whiskey. He, okay. he gives him treats every once in a while. I, okay. You know, I don't need to. So no, that's clear. He just, he just loves the activity. It's the, it's the, it's the work. 
Yeah. But yeah, yes. I think whiskey gets treats. I really do. He's so spoiled. That guy is so nice. His dog goes up in the fjords of Norway. Oh, swims in the fjords. I'm like, oh, I've met people from all over the world with this thing because all of us come from different well, countries. Tell me about the when you first got into it. Um, well, when you, the, the research you study, study was, I, the I research study was just that. It was just mundane. You know, they they we do it on Skype. And they'd, they'd have one computer in the living room and me in the, my room. And I, I thought about you when I was reading that they uh, counteracted the um, clever Hans effect by having us in a different room. And I thought, well, that would connect with the people that are listening to your podcasts because you had talked about that. And they yes. specifically said in the um, article published today that it was they didn't want anything from the the Hans, the clever Hans. And I thought that would be interesting. So it but, is so interesting. We were in a different room and they would call me about, um, they'd give me a month to teach X number of toys. Did they send then, you the equipment that you needed? The cameras? No, we and... just did it on Skype. We just did it on two okay. computers. You know, it wasn't that, it wasn't that, um, specialized okay. and we used our own toys. I just used known toys. This is the early were. stages when yeah. you were just using your this own was toys. January, February, March. It was only supposed to be a three month study. Okay. And so we did it for three months and they said, thanks a lot. Well, that was cool. You know, and he went from, um, by March, he was up to 37 toys. And by uh, beginning of summer, he was almost 50 toys already. How much because, time a day did you play with? Well, these but, no, but the thing is that you don't have to, you just you just tell him what it is and he knows. (laughs) So they told me I had to teach like, you know, four or five toys a month. He Uh was, he was, he was taking in 10 toys a month. I mean, he just wanted to do more. And I thought, this is fun. I'm buying toys, giving them to him. And he's, and he understood them all. I mean, I pretty soon I got a a pile of 35 toys in my living room and he's going out and fetching whatever I want out of the pile. And well, he, he kept remembering them all, huh? Oh, Did no, he, you... he does not. No, he does not forget. So, uh, so then I thought, I kind of thought it was over, but it was so much fun. And people started sending me toys. One of my girlfriends in South Carolina says, oh, that dog rocks. And she sent me a, a plastic rock. <laughs> oh, funny. I mean, it, got, it, it got to be where everybody was, you know, feeding him these toys. Well, then um, the researcher from Hungary called and said, you know, we're going to do or didn't call you know, we, we uh, message with each other. Okay. And she said that we're going to do a, a channel. This is, is this Claudia Fugaza or? No, this is uh, Shani. Shani, Shani drawer. drawer. Mm-hmm. And Claudia is the one, um, do you know the trick, uh, do as I do? or mimicking? I have her book. I think okay. I told yeah. you. My one thing I didn't realize until recently, even though you and I have been talking about this for uh, over a year, right? Yeah. Um, is I had when Adam McLosey's book came out. Um, yeah, he was the other guy. Yes, he's the, he's the you know head of uh, the yeah he, yeah head of ethology or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking. Yeah, it's uh, called Dog Behavior Evolution and Cognition. Um, yeah. It came out in 2016. I snapped it up. And then there was another book that that book led me to, which was Vilmos, I don't know how to say his name, Vilmos Sanyi. It's called If Dogs Could Talk, Exploring the Canine Mind. Uh-huh. Uh, they are both behind the Family Dog Project. Well, that's what this is. This What happened is Shani is actually um, going for her PhD. She's a PhD yes, so she's student. one of their students. So this and, is her project. And Claudia this... is associated with it. Right. And and Claudia and Adam McLosey, Claudia Fugazi, Fugaza and Adam McLosey were both speakers at the dog behavior conference that I attended cool earlier this year. And all this time, I'm, you're my friend. And I yeah. never knew that they were behind the Genius Dog Project. Well, I think it was Shani's project. Okay. She, okay. This was her PhD project because oh. she was doing, she was the one that was doing the tests and everyone's once while, Claudia and Shani would be Let's watching clarify, the Genius Dog Project is not what you were in, in fall of 2019. The Genius Dog Project- No, followed- that wasn't, right. It followed okay. the research. They started doing the research and then what happened is they didn't have, they only had six dogs. Well, you can't do a lot of research with six dogs. 
books. You need mm. a larger amount. So they decided they were going to do this genius dog challenge and they could put it on YouTube. And mm -hmm. it was very entertaining. I had a lot of people watched it and they'd yes. tell me, oh, I can't wait till Wednesday to get to watch it again. So it, it, it did get dog enthusiasts interested. In yes, it was like a game show. Game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from that, they have gotten now, I think Shani said 15 more dogs. Oh. But it's still a rare enough quality that they're not finding what they thought. Hmm. I think they thought they would find lots and lots of dogs but it's not it's it seems to be a, a pretty rare quality not only that the dogs know how to do it but that they are driven to continue yes. to do it up to like 50 60 80 like 100 toys chaser chaser yeah. must have been one of those dogs yeah, yeah he was he, famous he, for he a thousand words thousand. Yeah, mm -hmm. a thousand toys i'm not going that far i'm, <laughs> I'm pulling it a hundred but um, that was, you know, that wasn't his first border collie. I mean, it wasn't like he just Dr. Pilly. Yeah, he doesn't pull this border collie out of a litter and said, "Okay, well, you're going to be, you're going to learn a thousand words." No, which is what doesn't happened happen with Alex way. the parrot, who people yeah. might also recognize from this kind of study of uh, language acquisition in uh, another species. Uh, Alex was just a random, uh, deliberately a, a random African gray parrot from a pet shop. Yeah, but people, I think they think that you could just take a border collie and train it to do this. And the thing is, what this research is showing is it really, it isn't really that. It's really that they have a specific talent for this. And it's it's just, you know, they, they're not finding that many. Right. A lot of, and they, they're not finding very many pet, I mean, I mean, my papillon looks at me like, huh, you know, <laughs> I mean, she, she could care less. Your papillon is no slouch. I know, but <laughs> so anyway, so then they did the dog challenge as a as kind of a promotion to try to find more genius dogs so that they could enlarge the study. And they now have found through the genius dog challenge, probably, I'm not sure how many more, but probably 15, 20 more. Okay. And, and this uh, is international. Yes. Mm -hmm. There are there are more in the United States. There's a few more. Oh, than okay. Just me. I was I was the only one. <laughs> I mean, up to this point, it looks like uh, you and Squall. Or, yeah, we or, were the only. United are the only States. Americans? Yeah, the only American no, there's, geniuses. There's a couple more, and uh, and now those dogs will fall into the research, and they're doing different research projects. They're not doing the same thing, but I don't know what'll happen in the fall because we're a year out. I have a funny feeling they might be doing some things, but I don't, I can't talk about I'm it anyway, even if I knew. <laughs> oh, I see. It would be top secret. Yes. Well, it is all the research we really weren't, aren't supposed to talk about a lot until it's published. I see. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And now yeah. that it's published, everybody understands what we went through. And if you read the paper is very boring and mundane, but it's exactly what we went through. And it was interesting to be in a scientific study because I'm a dog trainer for trick dogs and and agility and obedience and you know stuff like that so you know I don't train dogs to do like you know they train them to lay in MRI machines and stuff and I've never even been on that side of dog <laughs> training do you know what I mean I was always on the on the fun end yeah so, but uh, yeah you're, um, you're not an he, ethologist no, but I found this research to be very interesting, and it's taught me a lot about my dog and about dogs in general. Um, is that it, What are some of the surprising things that you've learned? Well, you know, I, I think that we expect our dogs to be what we want. Do you know what I mean? We, we get a dog and we say, okay, like I got a dog. He was a border collie. I want a working dog. You know, he's going to be my agility dog. He's going to be my obedience dog. He's not. He's my word learner dog. So oh. what he does is he learns words. And he's <laughs> excellent at that. He doesn't do very well at the rest of the stuff in my life. <laughs> you know, none of my dogs have done what the dog before did. I, my first mm. dog was an agility champion. You know, she won nationals. She was just great. My next dog was an obedience champion. You know, she loved obedience and everything. My next dog, Arden, was a trick dog. 
you know, she didn't really, she did the other stuff, but not really well, but she was good at tricks. She loved tricks. Now I have a word learner and a scent dog. So I don't do any of the stuff I used to do. <laughs> I got to do all new stuff. <laughs> so it's interesting, I think, because you have to follow, you have to follow what your dog tells you they want to do. Yeah. They will, if you listen, they will tell you. Right. But Bobby, it sounds like you love pursuing what your dog loves. You love sharing there yeah. and learning new things. They, they lead you into new adventures. Or, it sounds like each of them. Or a lot of people get the same dog. You know, people that have done agility with dog one, dog two, dog three, yes. dog four, right? Yes. I mean, sometimes you just get that. Sometimes you get a dog well, that just wants to do what you want to do. I do see people um, have a favorite breed mm -hmm. and they go into agility and maybe they had a great run with that first dog and now they have the agility bug. And so they want that dog again. Sadly. So go back to the breeder or the rescue wherever where they they got the dog and then they discover a year or two in that this dog just doesn't like it yeah it doesn't have the right motivation it's not paying attention and they get frustrated and, and they get another dog and they get another dog mm -hmm. i mean so they I'm love saying, the dog it's you know and yeah, sometimes they do other sports with them but what i'm saying is i think it's important those of us that want to work with our dogs who want to train dogs need to look at the dog and say mm -hmm. okay this is not what you want what do you want yes. you know let let me open my horizon so i can explore something else and i think sometimes we might miss perfectly wonderful things that dogs could do by just saying i know you don't like agility so you can go lay on the couch and I'm going to get, and she's going to do it, you know? And there's a lot of people because they, I'm, I just, I have a really found a fulfilling life by finding out what my dogs want to do. And Squall has taught me because you can't tell a word learner dog not to learn words. It, they, you oh, know, that's yeah, so it, cool, Bob. You can try. <laughs> Wow. Because he will, he will sit there and stare at a toy. He puts them up on my windowsill in my he office. Does? Yeah, he puts them up on the windowsill because then I can see him staring at him. See, and then he stares, but he won't get it until I give it its name. I can say, get the toy. I don't know what's there. Grab it, hand it to me. Nothing. I get nothing. Now, until does he know categories? It. Does he know that, uh, that all of them are toys? I can't really say that. He he is starting to relate his words to regular speech. He hates it when my husband and I talk to each other because he doesn't understand what we're saying and he barks at us. <gasps> oh. But if I go and I tell Arden, you know, you're not going out in the yard because the squirrel is out there, squall ends up bringing me his squirrel. So he's just starting to relate to that. You know what I mean? Where he hears a word in, in regular conversation and he will go and get his toy that's named that. Um, oh. And, and, and he's a couple of times we've, he's started to relate words that we say to things that he knows. Like um, I'm teaching him push uh -huh. to go around the outside of a joe. And yes. I told my husband, we're sitting and I said, you know, people tell me all the time how pushy Squall is. And he went, and ran to the porch to do his push. So he is starting to relate some words to conversation, but to, well, it's and also to actions. Objects. It's mostly objects. I think actions are pretty easy to teach. It's the objects yeah. are are different. You yes. know, it's a different learning. So yes, yeah, I'm proud of him. I, you know, like I said, where um, are you now? How many? Eighty-eight. I, and I, we just <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know if you saw my latest one. It's Tweety Bird. Yeah. And, and he's black and white. So he's holding Tweety Bird. My friend from the Netherlands goes, she, he looks like Sylvester. And I never even thought that. But it does. It looks. Yes, <laughs> it would. Yes, we should say. Uh, I was thinking this earlier. Squall is a very handsome border collie. He's a smooth coat with. Yeah, he's classic... the only smooth. He's the only smooth in the study. Yes, All the other there, ones you have quite an array of types of border collies in the study. I think there's a Merle and there's a red there's a and white, there's a tricolor. Yeah, yeah, the one girl's dog has uh, epilepsy. 
Oh, no. Melanie from Netherlands. Oh. And that's how she, I was reading her article today that she started doing um, teaching toys because Nalani, when she gets um, overamped, you know how border collies get, yeah. that she'd have seizures. So oh. in order to, to calm her down and give her something to do, she started playing named toys. Mm-hmm. You know, I named toys because I'm an older woman who doesn't have, I haven't had a lot of ability with my health issues to exercise him as much as he should. So I've always gone with the mind work. Yes. You know, in the mind, he does get tired, you know, eventually. Kind of. Yes. They, um, that uh, with a border collie, a young, healthy border collie, mental work can be more exhausting than physical work. They can just yeah. go forever. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's how it's, um, there is one more interesting thing that we've, that I found. And that is during the studies, if the dogs would make a mistake, mm-hmm. they would usually stop and play with your dog or do something because if they make a mistake their immediate next thought is to go back and get the right toy okay so it's almost like there's a cue in their brain because they'll bring the wrong one okay mm-hmm. then if you ask them for another one they will go back and get the one they missed wow that is yeah, interesting it's really weird it's it's a and it's happened not only to squall but to other other border collies that's why when they set up the study they don't if the dog makes a mistake they don't just you know wouldn't just go on and ask them for something else because they have a loose end and yeah and then business. it just that i was amazed at that yeah because he'd be wrong and then you kind of look at him and you'd ask him for another one and you'd get the one you asked for that he was wrong. And then you'd always be behind one. Yes. So they actually, <laughs> in the study, they, in the study, they, if the dogs made a mistake, they had to stop, play with the dog, you know, give it some treats, do something in between and then start back. What, uh, what do you think's going on in their mind? I think he has, I, I think that they know they're wrong. I, I, mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel right. And so, mm-hmm. and not, and the highest rate of him, if he's wrong, he's right the next time. He's never wrong twice. He's never been wrong twice. Wow. So it, it just sometimes, you know, they'll grab something and come and it's kind of like, you know, a kid going, oh, you know, he wants to get one. it right. I got to go get the right one. And, but it's, it's not just him, which I was really surprised to learn that one. You see uh, what what is so distinctive about Squall. You also see those traits in these other dogs. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, it's just not him. It's it's their whatever they they call them word learner dogs. And one of the newer ladies that was added in lately mm-hmm. said that she knew that she had a word learner dog because she had had one before, but oh. like a couple dogs before. Uh-huh. She said, as soon as I got, I forgot his name, Fido. I knew he was a word learner dog because I had had one before. So oh. it's not something, it's something that you, I mean, you know that they're different. All the comments you read, they're always, oh yeah, you can train that. You know, the one lady with the challenge was, oh yeah, they're just waving their hands or, you know, the clever Hans effect. She just didn't, was she not didn't get convinced it. that it wasn't, that they were in another room completely. Oh, yeah. they thought you were cheating. Oh Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, people, oh, you know, that's sad. Yeah. Sad that they would assume that. <laughs> well, it is hard to believe. Well, you can understand that. Yeah, it is it, until you've, yeah, until you've lived it. How has it changed your life to live with Squall? Well, because I don't, it's just come, it comes natural to have, to be surrounded with toys. And what's really odd, oh, do, 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 do. you know we have to put them away once a month because somebody comes to clean my house okay and after that you will find them scattered there's always one in the bathroom there's always three in the kitchen there's always he will bring toys back out and uh-huh. you honestly they're always placed he's always got them in his crate got a couple in the bedroom. He'll carry them into the bathroom. 
And then all of a sudden you're surrounded by toys again. They're all over my house. He decorates. Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and and the best one is he eats the soft toys. Oh, yeah. And so all his toys look alike. I, I swear they do. They all look, they're all just big pieces of plastic. I wanted to ask you, do you have trouble remembering the names yourself? I have a book. Uh, oh my gosh, really? Oh yeah, I have to write them down or I'd forget them. Because I have some that are stuffed in a bag he hasn't seen for a long time because I can't pick up fuzz off the floors. I'm not doing that. He's not eating them. So soft toys like um, Teddy, for instance, is one of his. He only gets that every once in a while. It gets taken away right away. Otherwise he'll gut it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so in the beginning, he had a toy named Ball. And it was this red net, you know, one of those netty balls. Mm-hmm. And he ate it. And so I threw it away. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, I brought on another toy. I said, well, I'll just call this one Ball. Well, it didn't work. What? How can you rename something? You can't rename it. Ball is that red netty thing. I, I had the horror, I had the worst time. So I stopped and I, I waited about, I think it was six months to a year. And I brought out another ball and I named it ball. And then I had to actually tell him, I had to throw it. I had to really, but it was difficult. It's hardest, hardest is fascinating. He did not want to change from the original toy to a new toy. Mm-hmm. So he so retains now, these words for years and he's extremely precise. So now I don't about their do meaning anymore. I have tire and then we have red tire. <laughs> it looks the same except it's red. So you have like an inventory of all of these. Yes. Well, I have a whole book. I do to entertain myself. I do play the game and I have yeah. a um, computer list. See? but how do you that's just a list of words how do you know how to match them to the have you looked on my facebook page yes all there oh so you just go to facebook you're you have a photographic record right there on facebook Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) yeah because i take pictures of all of his stuff and then there's a photo album i actually play this game i i list i put all his 35 or 40 toys out and then to tire him out, I write, I write down as I call them. And then I write down if he brought it or he didn't bring it. Just oh, kind of keep track of how he's doing. And yes. So it's just something we do all the time. We play that game. So it's, um, but it tires him out. You know, it does keep him. You do this him. every day? No, no. Maybe once, once a week, once wow. every two weeks. So yeah, because he not- plays all the time. Yeah, I was you know, going to say, day. what's what's a day in the life of a genius dog like? <laughs> You're stepping over toys. You feel like you live with a kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's always got a toy in his mouth. He's always bringing you one. But there are so, things we don't name. We don't name chew toys anymore. Like those little bones and stuff that you mm-hmm. stuff. They have no names. Because Why I'm not is that? Gonna, well, because I'm tired of naming things and then having to throw them away or whatever. And then mm. that name is gone forever. I'm like, no. So I only name oh. toys. So when you watch the videos, you may notice Bobby and Squall work and play using their climb table. That's climb with a K. It's a training pedestal from Blue Nine. And in their honor, this animal life has a fantastic offer for you. A few years ago, My students were pestering me to do a bulk order to help them get a great price on climb tables. And well, we all made our own training pedestals at the time, and I just didn't see the appeal. By the time they talked me into it and I placed the order, I had so many buyers that Blue Nine made me a lifetime distributor. The thing about the climb table is it gives a dog a place that they learn is their very own. Many training methods used by professionals often involve a dog training platform or a pause place table. The problem with most platforms and the ones that we used to make in our trick dog classes is they tend to be heavy 
They have a number of parts. They require assembly. Uh, they also require maintenance. We were always having to paint our steel, our galvanized steel drums that we used. Uh, the climb table, however, is a molded one-piece top with a fully washable surface, and it's strong enough to hold any size dog, but it only weighs 14 pounds, and you can take the legs on and off. It's versatile, um, and it's really easy to carry, and it's also weatherproof and so on. It's designed as a training tool for basic obedience, uh, freestyle training, um, agility trainers use it. Um, it has interlocking units that form whatever platform size you need. They also stack for compact storage. So you can stack a bunch of them in a small space or in your vehicle or whatever. So now you can go to our website, thisanimallife.com to get your very own climb. You can also add accessories or even another climb in any fun color. Some of my students have one in every color and sometimes they come out like in an limited edition color and my students snap them up. And I have to say, um, I'm kind of a sucker for that too. <laughs> I have a nice little collection going and it's really fun for photo ops and holidays and goes with any decor you can use it in your house like when a company comes over and they ring the doorbell you don't want your dog jumping all over them you can train them to go wait politely on their climb table it's great so the way you can get $20 off plus free shipping is to go to our website thisanimallife.com and enter promo code animal20 that's promo code ANIMAL20 for $20 off at thisanimallife.com. And the other thing is, is how you teach new toys. Now, occasionally, if I have a new toy, mm -hmm. I will just take a bunch of old toys and throw them. It's always in the other room. I don't do it in here so I can point at them. And I'll just put a strange toy out there mm -hmm. and I'll just give him the name. And he will pick it out. He knows it's the one without a name. Yeah. He knows it's the one he doesn't know. Yes. So when he hears a word he doesn't know, he knows there's a toy that will be that word. Yeah. And he'll bring that toy. Because I, I tried it. that. I tried that right away because it was in Chaser's book. And I yes, thought, I was just going to say, I, I thought, read that my dog can't book. be that smart. And sure enough, it was easy. It was easy for him. It was like nothing. And that's, how, out there. that's how we learn. Yeah. You learn so from I the context. Was, yeah. I was surprised that he picked that out right away. You know, that's a toy I don't know. So that must be this new name that you're giving me. And they're just <laughs> wired that way. Um, what do you make of the fact that all six genius dogs so far at, uh, of the public, according to the publication, there are six. You say there, there are more now, but yeah, there are um, in the study. Um, but in, as far as the news goes, there are six. What do you make of them all being border collies? What's up with that? Um, well, border collies are harder workers than other dogs. They're herding dogs. So mm -hmm. anytime you get in the herding group, I think you have dogs that are more biddable um, yes. and they want to work. They, they, you know, so they obviously are going to accept things like this may appear in their breed more often because they are bred as working dogs. It's, you know, they they're actually very focused think, and determined. Yeah. They keep going. But really, a lot of the new dogs are not border collies. Not okay. all. They've got German Shepherds. They've got, uh, and actually Yorkshire Terriers. I saw that. I used to have yes, a Yorkshire Vicky Terrier. Luna. Like, Vicky Luna was a Yorkie. Now come on. Yeah, and there's a um. Oh, what what is he? He's a um. It's a little smushed smush face. Not a Bichon, but a, um. Oh, I forgot. But he's really good. And there's a lot, a lot of mixes um, and border okay. calling mixes. Yeah. Okay. But I think that anytime you get a working dog, the smartest dog, I think my first dog was a Beagle German Shepherd and she probably would have maybe, but I don't think she's as smart as he is. Um, but for this think, one thing, I mean, what yeah, the, I, I think this, border collies are smarter than your average bear. I just really do. And I think people who get them because they want a smart dog um, will kick themselves. Yeah. Because you don't always want a smart dog. And, right. And, and more than smarts comes with it. High drive. They. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they have to continue to work. Squall yeah. is also herding. He herds and sniffs. He's a scent work dog too. So mm -hmm. those are his other two talents. But so I also think that maybe this word learning is just a natural thing. It's just something. Could this word learning be a, um, a manifestation of herding in that um, you're telling him to go out like an outrun? 
go out and fetch, which is also a herding <laughs> term, and bring back that one particular thing. Well, the you girl know. that herds him, we were joking. We were saying that she should name the sheep and yes, see if she can get her dog that. to go out and get the sheep by name. <laughs> I bet he would. Well, no, yeah, but yeah. I don't have the sheep. So yeah, he probably would do something like that. But I'm, I think I was lucky that I listened to him because mm -hmm. I'm afraid that a lot of um, border collies and high drive dogs just might be... Um, ignored or told they're bad dogs and you know locked up in crates because people don't realize that if they have this talent if he if I hadn't recognized it and I had a dog throwing things in my face all day asking me what is this it's kind of like Helen Keller you know as yeah. soon as I can name it then he's fine he's got a name for it it's good but you know I can imagine people who that would just frustrate I found what he was asking me. He yes. was asking me what the name is. What, what do I call this? As soon as you tell him what to call it, then he's fine. But it, it is a two minute right now. It's a two to three minute thing. It's not. It you mean he learns a new word in two to three yes, minutes. Yes, immediately. Okay. If he gets Tweety Bird, I can, I can hand it to him. I can put it on his nose. I can throw it. I can throw it out with the other toys. I can tell him to get it. He'll get it. And then we're done. He's got it. He knows where it is. And if it's back in his, in his crate or something, and I ask him for it, he'll go get it. I, it's that fast. So I saw them comparing these dogs to Einstein and Mozart. Yeah. I mean, uh, and people laugh, you know, they, they really do. Um, it, it's really hard to read the comments. It's, it's a very specific innate talent. Yeah, and, and you know it if like, it's there. Uh, Claudia Fugaza in the uh, scientific article that I think was published today, and, and she she's one of several authors, and uh -huh. will, this will be in the show notes. Um, they compare it to uh, what I knew as perfect pitch. They call it absolute pitch. Yes, and that's kind of what these dogs have. Yes, these are people who, uh, people with absolute pitch are people who can hear any tone and can tell you the tell name you exactly. for what that that isn't a sharp they can right. tell you that um no matter what instrument is playing it if it's a voice if it's a guitar um they know that is that sound quality is a sharp as yeah opposed, yeah uh to g right and so uh, squall has to know he has to be able to apply what is this called every single yeah. object that he can put in his mouth right he wants to know the name of it and I, and I don't, I, I, I still have no idea how he does it. I, I don't know how. Or why? It. I mean, you know what a Kong looks like, right? Yeah. You know, those little Kongs. And then they have one that's called like, a gorilla. And the only difference is it's got one extra bump in it. Mm -hmm. How does he know the difference? They're both the same. They have the same color. They're the same size. Huh. But if I ask him for one or the, uh, he can pick them out. Like, no, no problem. He doesn't bring me the wrong one. He knows exactly. And all of his are just pieces of rubber. I mean, they don't look any different to me, actually. And Each item may have its own distinct scent. You know, we thought about that. And I think some of them do smell. But I don't. I don't. I think it's shape. In his mouth. It's tactile. I think it's tactile. I think he feels it in his mouth. Because the one mistake he made in the Genius Dog Challenge was... They had this toy was called babouche and it was a little tiny um, uh, plush thing. And okay. if you'll watch, he watched it twice. What happened is he picked, he ran out and picked it up right away. And then he realized it was wrong, but he couldn't spit it out because oh. he's, you know, he was drooling and it stuck in his mouth. Well, he went back out and he went right to the right toy and bumped it. But he couldn't pick it up because he had this one in his mouth. So he ran into my room, took it out of his mouth, he ran right back, got the right one and brought it back. So he could have been given at least partial credit for that one. Oh, I think he definitely knew which <laughs> the right one was had he been able to get rid of Babouche, you know, but. After they learned them and were tested on them at the end of uh, one week, they learned, they learned six in one week then they learned 12 in one week and all of them were put away for one month and then six were removed that they had yes. not seen for a month and yes. they were tested on those and then two months and then two months another six that they hadn't seen for what well, was another month later which meant it, two months yes. had passed since they yes. saw those six 
Yeah. And they were tested on those. And that was the genius challenge. And they're yeah. in like, they're like, uh, like video playoffs. Yeah. Wall versus Nalani and yeah. Wall versus Max. And, and there are all these videos on YouTube. We'll give you the, uh, the link in the show notes. It's fun to watch the challenge. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it was fun to do. It was, it was really kind of, um, I got really nervous because I'm sitting uh-huh. in my office. I, I have my computer and when they and we do can the, see you, the steam flex, I can see me. And then I could see my living room. Yes. So I could actually see him go after them. Yeah. He's in the other room, but there's a camera there. And so you had feed to that camera as well. He must've been. On I, needles. If you watch it, it goes so fast. I mean, he's so fast. Yeah. You can't really tell. And all of a sudden he'll walk back. Oh, that's it. You know, it's hard to focus right. on it all, but it was fun. It was, and it was, um, it was fun to meet all the people. And um, we all on the last one, we all got together. Um, they put all of us on the screen at the same time. And we got to yes. get our little medals. You got and- medals. Yes. That you all had a, a present that you weren't allowed to open until yes. the moment you were all on screen together. <laughs> it was in it was our a- last box of 12 Adorable. Toys. There was a yes. little um, wrapped package in there, and but it's a um, metal. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I got involved in it. It was it was the most fun. The hardest thing was trying to figure out whether or not you had any toys that looked or sounded like, and I didn't have any trouble with the sounds because I was the only English speaking dog. Okay. See, everybody else. That was a perk. Was, yeah. I did notice sometimes it sounded like you said something different than what they said. And sometimes the item looked different. She would well, hold the item up and he'd yeah. have, he'd go get something else. And she'd say, good. And I'm like, wait a minute. He well, yeah, see, they else. had Puffin was a big um, bird. Mm-hmm. And I had Puffin was a um, like a, a dummy, like a soft dummy toy. Because yes. I already had a bird. And she already had a soft dummy toy. So she had to actually figure out she had to send us pictures of things. You have these, wow. you have these. It was hard because you're talking about 600 toys that these dogs had. Whiskey's a hundred and I think he's up to 150. Wow. And I know Nalani's over way over hundred, but we don't really, comp- I don't compete. You know, they don't, we don't compete with each other. It's just, yeah, it's the experience. It's not the number of toys, you know? So, but yeah. I am going to get those last 12 in. Oh, so that you hit a hundred. Yeah. That's I need goal. to find, I need to find 12 good toys. Get a sock. Those. Look, go oh. out in the garage and see what's in the garage that he could. You know what in. you can do with this dog though? He, what? I took one of my socks off the other day and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I held up the opposite sock <gasps> and said, go get this. And he went and got it. <laughs> he went and got the pair. Wow. So he does match the sample really well, <laughs> you know, fork spoons and, you know. Spatula, part of the fun must be the quest for the next toy. Yeah, and I'm thinking of alphabet letters. I couldn't help but notice, like you, you have a box next to you that you're, put, that you're putting them in, yeah. but um, you also have a very handsome climb table. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have several. <laughs> I, yeah. have several. I mean, that's the, the climb table is part of your routine. Obviously, it's in well, every did you notice on the uh, toy on the genius dog challenge. He always got up on the climb next. To yes, him. yes, that's part that's of because they wanted him. They wanted the dogs to be seen with the people. Okay. And um, a lot of those people are a lot younger than I am. <laughs> You know, down on and the floor they, and they, yeah. And then the dogs would come. Well, I couldn't sit on the floor. And so she wanted a way that squall could, you know, cause if they look right at you, it's a lot nicer looking on TV. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and they wanted this to look good. It's like a little doggy game show. I was saying that. Yeah. It's a doggy game show. Yeah. I would watch that. I think <laughs> a lot of people were excited. They, they'd start watching because squall was in it and then they'd go, Oh, who's on this week? You know, and they'd actually come and talk to me and say, Oh, I, I saw Max or I saw whatever. So a lot of people watched. I guess one of them had uh, 40,000 hits or 400,000 hits. Could wow. that be possible? They said one of the hits on the Genius Dog Challenge was huge. Huge. What is next for Squall? Uh, what is next for Squall? I know they've got him in some more studies. I have no idea what they are. 
you know, he's not out of the program. He's, he's going to be used for research. Once they have a dog that they know will work. Absolutely. And they know they have a person that will work and, you know, I'm sure they will, I'm sure they will um, put me back on and do some other research with him. Um, And I think it's good. I think we can learn a lot. So there's more fun to be had how people learn and how it'd be nice if we could learn more about how children Mm -hmm. um, learn information so that we can help kids that, you know, I, sometimes I think he's a ADHD savant. And if if we can learn how to help those kids, you know, although he is getting better now that he's, you know, five and a half, he's older. They do mellow, don't they? yeah. Yeah. Both of my Maisie is five now and she's kind of chilling. And is Nick she? is nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. He can't be nine. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you're doing agility with him, aren't you? Yeah. We're kind of slowing down with agility and I started doing obedience with him. I decided I'm, I'm going to try to put some titles on him next year. So in fact, tonight we have uh, competition handling and so you like, don't you like agility. obedience? Uh, I like it more now than I did 30 years ago. It's, it's a little more upbeat now. It used to be more military and exacting. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it still has a high bar, but the way it's trained um, is easier on border collies, I will say. They're, uh, my border collies have always been kind of sensitive, and they want a lot of interaction. They want a lot of feedback. And it used to be that when I kept... and. They want a lot of variety before you would just do the same thing over and over again and say, no, you're not doing it right. No, you're not doing it right. And, and they would get discouraged. So sometimes I think that they feed off of the the repetition. It just, I can do this. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Do it again. I'll do it again. Because other breeds like Arden did it once. (laughs) Hey, you know, I did it. You're right. Mick, Mick will do the same thing over and over again for the same reward till the end of time yeah he, he will run his paws off he won't stop to eat or drink or rest or anything Maisie she'll do it 10 20 times and then she goes you know can we do something else now <laughs> you know she gets bored she gets tired of stuff yeah. Squall is it he's he's a different obedience dog I I don't know that he'll ever get titles he's not he's so wild but he is wild He's his, his scent work is amazing. Nothing short of amazing. I, I can't believe him. I just, I mean. I have to think that that's the same part of that uh, extreme discernment that he has about which item. Yeah, know? I kind of wonder sometimes. You know, it's amazing that you say how much it could be sent for toys, but I I don't see it, but I maybe maybe it's more than I'm. I think he has yeah. radar. I think I think the things are bouncing off the toys on the floor, and he can tell what. You, it, you said that uh, it's like a bat. Yeah, but I I wonder because you could tell he he does sniff when he's going for toys. Yeah, maybe watch that more closely. It's what senses he's relying on, and the accuracy rate. If you look at that that little video that they set out today mm-hmm. on the um the dog challenge that the. Accuracy rate on the six toys was 84% between the six dogs mm-hmm. and the 12 toys was 86%. So that's pretty high yes. on teaching within a week. And to yes. even come at, at 50% after 30 to 60 days is, is pretty stunning. They were pretty interested in that. So I'm wondering if they're going to repeat the dog challenge with some of the new dogs. Well, I I did notice that they are still looking for canine geniuses. And if oh, you yeah. go to the oh, website, no. uh, geniusdogchallenge.com, you can apply. Yeah. That's just what so I like about the podcast is it's fun to have a conversation, but it's hard because you're yelling at the... <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. It's, it's kind of because you get involved in the talking. Yeah. And you kind of think you're conversing with two people and then you go, wait a minute, they can't hear me. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't like the one with the, you know, the dogs Which don't one? lie because they lie because they don't lie. But, you know, that's I don't the only think one I, I said that they lied. It is a false alert, which yeah. is a problem, too, to call it a false alert because that implies falsehood. It's it's a misunderstanding. I think I'm pretty sure we say that it is a misunderstanding. Yeah. And, it, and it is because they don't 
and even in scent work, if if my dog alerts on something, I will demand you pick that up and show me it's empty. And there are a lot of times it ain't. Ah. <laughs> you know, or it's something else, you know, something else is but yeah, no, they in don't the, in the they case don't of false them. alerts. In the case of a false alert, it is just a miscommunication, a misunderstanding, misreading uh, of yeah. the dog misreading the person or the situation, the person misreading the dog uh, or overestimating or, or, you know, or projecting like that they want oh, yeah. something to be there, like, especially when it's a cadaver and you're looking for like a ghost, you're looking for a ghost, like somebody was dead here. You yeah. Know, human was dead here. That's, and there's no evidence other than the dog. So that's just rife for potential misreadings um but they they can they can they can tell years yes yes i and mean they, but the, you know the dog can tell you yeah. just can't the dog just can't it say it might not be this dead person yeah but something dead and it could exactly. be not even a person they could be telling you hey my favorite squirrel died right here <laughs> well they it is it is human. you missed it it is pretty supposedly just only human but you know they can't tell you when they can't tell you actually when i'm telling you right. i'm alerting this was 1852 that yeah. there was a dead person here this wasn't the murder you're telling you're thinking about it was 1852. <laughs> and the woman died of a stroke that's you know the dog can't tell you that well that's like an agility or obedience i mean if you you can tell the dog to do something wrong by yeah, just that's another thing you yes. can move your shoulder and the dog's going to go somewhere and you're going to go I didn't tell. Yes, you did. That's a exactly big part of the false did. alert. That's yeah. That's why uh, Cat Warren uh, won't let cops be around or anybody who has any idea what they think happened. She asks yeah. everybody to to turn their backs or leave the room. Yeah, that's People, what I like about toys being in the other room. I can't. Yes, it's all the dog's decision it's not making. My fault. Mm hmm. That said, all this said about the false alerts and cadaver dog and other scent work, um, I still think dogs can lie when they want to. I don't think they have it in them to make those decisions. I, I don't think they're that smart. I think they only make decisions that they're told to make or have been trained to make. I don't think they, you know, I got a guide dog makes a decision on whether or not he's going to take the person across the street because he knows whether or not the traffic is coming. Okay. That's a decision, but he's not yes. going to lie. He's not going to stand there gonna... and go, guess what? There's no traffic. Coast is clear, sucker. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They don't, they, do. they only deal with what they, they can deal with. And it's only what they've been taught or what, they are being told. I, well, I this might be a good topic for another day. If anybody has an example of a dog telling a fib, I would really well, like a to lot of people it. will say, you know, that the dog, oh, I hear it all the time where people, oh, well, I, I was going on vacation and my dog peed in my suitcase because he knows when the suitcase comes out oh. that I'm leaving. No, that t-shirt was probably peed on that two weeks ago and you never found it. So he's just repeating the deed because we would have to do okay. a blind he didn't study. Wash it, so, you know, we'd have to do a study. Well, Bobby, this was so much fun. It's really it was nice fun. to see this you again. Great... I'm so excited I'm... about Squall always. Oh, I'm glad that you found out all about him. <laughs> and yeah, I really did. I did a deep dive. I'm, I'm a big yeah. fan. So um, thank you so much for spending the time with me to tell me it was all great. about Squall. And, and good luck with your trick, hon, your trick uh, classes. I hope they go oh, well. Yeah. yeah there, I saw your advanced in the actor thing and everything. I yes. hope good luck with that. Thank you. I did some of that at the Tampa Club and that went over well. And I did a survey at our club. What do people want? And that's what they wanted. So, so it's mostly advanced tricks more than just yes. basic. Yeah. People are doing, getting trick titles in star puppy class and basic obedience class now. So yeah. And they um, don't, yeah. Well, you won't believe how many tricks I um, approved during the uh, COVID. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people got trick titles. Yeah. It's something you can do at home. Well, let me yeah. know how your tricks go. You never know. I, I mean, will. I they want to come over and see some of your advanced tricks someday. I would love that. And yeah, we'll uh, have to do a stunt dog ring trial or something. Together. Yeah, we need to, especially if people are doing advanced tricks. Yep. 
Thanks, Lisa. This was fun. I had a blast. Thank you, Bobby. Bye. Remember, if you want a great deal on a climb table, go to our website, thisanimallife.com, and enter promo code ANIMAL20 for $20 off plus free shipping. Special thanks to Sarah K. Martin for our graphics. The cool music you're listening to was composed and performed by Chip Salerno. Give us some positive reinforcement wherever you listen by liking, reviewing, and subscribing to this podcast. It'll make us feel good, and you'll feel good too. You know it's true. Now go get them, you splendid animal.